Welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and we are continuing the holiday streak from last week and jumping, I'd say appropriately so, to Halloween and all things candy. Uh, this episode was, uh, was requested by Lisa Reed via Instagram. Lisa, you've tossed out quite a few episodes, and they've all been winners, so thank you for that. And again, I invite really anyone out there who has a favorite episode, toss it out, whether it's on YouTube or if you're, you know, you're, you have the privilege of having Discovery Plus where you can binge the Barefoot Contessa at your leisure. Um, send me an email, you know, write me a tweet. I feel like Twitter is probably out of like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email. Actually, Twitter and email are probably the, the two places that I don't see a lot of action. I feel like Instagram is where it's happening. And there are a lot of Facebook listeners that have um, joined the group. So, but again, write me a message. I would love to hear from you and uh, request an episode by all means. In other news, uh, I guess happy October, everyone. The best month, in my opinion. Uh, Currently, I think today was like 81 degrees out, and I hated it. I just, I get really moody. I get the same way when, you know, it's like spring, like when you think you're out of the woods with like winter, and, you know, you have a couple warm days, and then all of a sudden there's like three feet of snow outside. It's like, that's what I'm going through right now, only like with the heat, so I've had enough of summer. I, I, am, I am over summer. And I feel like my mood changes. Like, I feel like I thrive the most in fall. It's definitely the season that energizes me the most. I was, I was like hanging out with some friends last week and we ranked our seasons like four to one. And honestly, I'd say, oh gosh, I know it pains me to say this. Summer might be my least favorite season only because of the heat. And I know I live in Pittsburgh. It's not like I live in like South Carolina. Like obviously I know it's way worse in the South and way more humid. Um, but I just, I, I, mean, I have to go with my heart here and I just hate summer. So summer's number four. I guess spring would be three, winter's two and fall's one. And I know that is like, for, for most people, I feel probably a crazy ranking, but I can't help it. I can't help my heart. My number one is fall. It's basically just like the year starts at fall for me. Like that's when I come alive and winter is great. And I know winter's sad because like there's snow and it's gray, but there's something about me that really likes that, like the introvert in me. Plus my birthday's in February, February 4th for everyone out there who wants to buy me a present. Um, <laughs> just a reminder. Um... So there's something to look forward to after Christmas. I feel like that's like the big, you know, that like the interim between like Christmas and maybe like, I don't know, St. Patrick's Day or, you know, when it starts to get warm out is kind of a bummer for most. Um, but anyway, October's cool. That's all. That's this is all to say. Um, and, you know, the best thing about October is Halloween candy. And I do like passing out candy. Um, I feel that, you know, I obviously loved it as a kid, but there is something really fun about being, you know, an adult and like having the kids come through your neighborhood. And um, our house, though, is kind of on a weird street in Pittsburgh. So like people always think we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters, but I think this year um, 
one of our friends moved from Austin back to Pittsburgh and she has this like amazing front porch. So I think we're going to, that's, I mean, that's my plan, whether she likes it or not, I'm going to come over. So Jonna, if you're listening, gets ready. Um, but this really got me thinking about um, like Halloween candy and like what my favorite candy is. And I really, I will say I'm, I'm always going to gravitate towards chocolate. Always. Like I feel you fall into like two camps, maybe three, Like you either love just like all chocolate things or all like sort of sugary, sort of like Sour Patch Kids, nerds, um, you know, like Laffy Taffy or what are those called? Airheads, I guess. But I do like airheads. Like I think off the top of my head, like I love Reese's Cups. Like, of course, I also love a good white chocolate anything. And that's appropriate for today's episode because we're going to talk about white chocolate in a bit. But um, I love a good cookies and cream Hershey's bar. I love it. I'm I'm always game. I think I said this last week. I feel like I'm starting to repeat myself on the podcast and I don't have a co-host to like tell me like you already told this story. So I guess we're all just going to have to um, we're all going to have to deal with it, I guess. But I, I do love white chocolate a lot. And like a white chocolate Kit Kat, a white chocolate Reese's cup, it's always a it's always a win in my book. I love Snickers. I love a Kit Kat. Um, like I said, I'll take an Airhead or like a Laffy Taffy. Ooh, you know what I do like are those. Um, oh, what are they called? They're like the the fruity. Oh, they're called fruities. They're like the little. They're like uh, Tootsie Rolls, but like fruit flavored. I like those. I could eat like five hundred of those. But they're really, I don't know what's inside them really or what they're made of. It's probably terrible for you. But uh, I do like that. Um, trick-or-treating was fun. I remember getting like a drink, like a can of a, a can of pop is what we say in Pittsburgh. I know everyone, you know, the majority of people call it soda. But in Pittsburgh, we call it pop. So deal with it. Um, that or like a, uh, like a huggy. Huggies are great. Those little like barrels with like juice in it and that, that little like I don't know what it is on top, like thin sheet of aluminum. I know it's not aluminum, but you know what I mean. It, it's always fun. My grandma always used to have a huggy. My grandma, I would, my grandparents lived next door to us, my mom's parents, um, all my life. So it was always fun to just like, you know, go over there. And then my grandma would say, do you want a huggy? And my grandpa would say, do you want a kissy? And it was, it was cute. Um, anyway, um, I guess... It's, it's uh, We should get into it. I don't, I, I don't have anything else to say, so we should get into this episode. This episode is Back to Basics, Season 5, Episode 9, and this is called Just Candy. So Ina begins. I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and we're talking sweet treats as gifts. It's just candy, and I've got it all wrapped up. There, I don't know. This sentence doesn't make sense. I have to, I have to just say this before I say it. They're cushiony light vanilla marshmallows your friends will love. Perfect for Halloween or any time you need a sweet fix. White chocolate bark with pistachios, cranberries, and apricots. My go-to chocolate gift with good reason. It's delicious and easy. And then, candy queen Dylan Lauren is at the barn with me sharing her secrets and great ideas for wrapping and presenting candy. Marshmallows and chocolate bark have never looked so great. I'm sending her home with a warm thermos of bright orange winter squash soup as a thank you gift. This is going to be all treats and no tricks. (laughs) So the sentence that didn't make sense to me, and I even looked it up, is their cushiony light 
vanilla marshmallows as in they are like the contraction i don't i don't know what that meant um and i don't know why i'm bringing it up again it just um I guess it just bugged me for some reason. Anyway, I'm excited for all of these things. I think that they're all like a win. I will say uh, Dylan Lauren is fine in this episode. It's probably a good example of someone who, you know, much like all of us, and I include myself in this category, would be like a wreck on camera. (laughs) Like, like just like, especially with Ina Garten, it's just like, if someone said like, act natural, I'd be like, I need a cocktail or three in order to act natural on camera because I'm going to be a wreck. She's fine, but she's, she doesn't have that like TR energy that like, you know, meet her halfway at least because Ina, you know, she has, it's hard to sort of bring someone up to that level when they're giving you nothing, I guess, but you know, more on her later. Um, so let's start, I guess we should start with, um, the marshmallows. Let's get into it. So Ina says, everyone knows the marshmallows that you buy in the store. They're a little rubbery, not a lot of flavor. I thought it was a revelation when I discovered homemade marshmallows. Hmm. (laughs) She doesn't say the hmm. I'm waiting for a hmm. I mean, that's the episode. If someone could, I think, I feel like someone sent me a DM on Instagram or somewhere else that was like, she says hmm in this episode. So listener, if you're out there, I'm sorry. Send me another message to refresh my memory. But, um... I love the hmms. Uh, so she, okay, so she starts out by, I, I will say this too, I do love marshmallows. Um, I don't like peeps though. Sorry. Ugh, I know. That's like, I feel like you love them or hate them, but if I was to eat them, I would want them to be stale. And I feel like that, like, the subculture of people that love stale peeps, like, it's one of those, like, if you know, you know. Um, but I don't love fresh peeps. They're just fine. You know, I don't know. So anyway, um, Ina starts out, she has a half a cup cold water and three packages of gelatin. She just kind of puts that in a bowl and lets it sit for five minutes. Um, and while she lets that sit, she is making uh, a sugar syrup, which is, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's uh, one and a half cups of sugar, one cup of light corn syrup, a quarter teaspoon of salt and a half cup of water. So, you know, it's, it's marshmallows. We're, we're going all in here. So she waits until, um, the corn syrup reaches 240 degrees. And then, um, once the, the gelatin has bloomed, uh, in the stand, they, she dumps that into the standing mixer, mixer, excuse me, followed by the sugar syrup. Um, she does, I will say this. I mean, I'm always on Ina. It's like, I don't know why she takes that big saucepan and tries to like, pour it into the standing mixer you know you're going to spill it everywhere but for this I think it's just because it's so hot um she does pour it into like a glass pyrex so I'm glad I'm glad she did that I mean one to be safe because it's so hot but two like I feel like you should do that every time I don't know so she says the last thing you want to do is get sugar syrup all over you I can like I can like picture her saying like I don't want my arm to look like Freddy (laughs) Krueger Um, so she slowly pours the syrup into the gelatin and she like, this takes 15 minutes. This is crazy. She just like lets it go on a low speed at first, of course, and then she speeds it up and she just lets it do its thing for 15 minutes or until it's cooled. Uh, and while that's happening, um, she introduces Dylan Lauren from Dylan's candy bar, um, which is in New York city. I feel like when I lived in New York, 
I never went to Dylan's Candy Bar. I think it's it's definitely like I'm not going to knock Dylan's Candy Bar. I think it's great and like uh, I support it, of course, but like I just I just never went. And but I feel like it is one of those New York staples in a way, like sort of a touristy thing. Um I do like their their like design, like the graphic design and like the logo. I think that's like really like chic and cool. Um but again, I've never stepped inside, so who knows. But um Again, like if I was to give my like a description of Dylan, she's very relaxed and very mellow. She's wearing like a Kelly green plaid shirt with like purple, white and brown on it. It's not it's not what I would wear, but she looks great. She has like these really great earrings on like they're 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 like a statement earring. They go like halfway down her torso. They don't, though, but just to the shoulder. Um, She's making it work. She's cute. I, I do like her, but she's just not, you know. The oomph. I'm missing the oomph there. Um, so she tells us, this is Dylan, uh, that we're going to make a topiary made out of a witch's hat. And it's like a purple hat. It was like painted purple and then there's glitter on it. And then she hot glues candy corn onto the base of the hat for, you know, some whimsy. Um, what's everyone's thought on candy corn? I think... I'm like right in the middle. I think some people like find it nauseating and some people love it. My grandma always used to have it. My grandma who lived next door, this is like a grandma heavy episode, but that's always, you know, okay in my book. She had the candy corn pumpkins. Has anyone ever had those? They're like, I mean, they're just like little guys and they're candy corn pumpkins. Um, I do, I do like the flavor, but I'm not going to run towards the candy corn bowl and like eat all of it. I, I, I think it's, fine for a taste and then i'm gonna say like where's the pumpkin pie you know what i mean um and honestly too like going back to dylan with his witch's hat if i saw the candy corn on the base of this witch's hat i would probably try to like eat the candy corn (laughs) and then realize and then be like mortified that i tried to like pick it up because it's glued to the hat but um anyway it's like an easy pass for me i'm not craving it but i respect candy corn it's fine um so anyway, we're back at Ina's. The marshmallows are done. It's like this beautiful, glossy meringue. It looks great. And uh, she adds, of course, some good vanilla. And they're, the next step is to put them into the pan. I guess like a 9 by 13 I guess that's a pan, right? Yeah. Um, she dusts the, the bottom of the 9 by 13 with confectioner sugar, you know, which is key so they don't stick. And then she adds the mixture into the pan in all its glory. I would love to make like rice crispy treats with homemade marshmallows i feel like that would be taking it to like the next level um have you have you guys ever tried fruity pebble rice crispy treats i mean that is that's where it's at i i think fruity pebbles are it is without question my favorite cereal i just think that like it checks off all the boxes. It is so addictive. Like, uh, you know, it's just like a big bowl of sugar, really. But one time I made a, <laughs> I really went all in and I made a, uh, a Fruity Pebbles no-bake cheesecake. But the crust was, <laughs> the crust was Fruity Pebbles, uh, like a Fruity Pebble um, Rice Krispie Treats. And you kind of like mash that into the bottom and then you make, you know, the no-bake cheesecake filling and then you put you also put uh fruity pebbles in the cheesecake filling and then you put like homemade whipped cream on top it is divine it's so great i 
I dream of that cheesecake. I don't make it so often because, uh, you know, it's probably like 5,000 grams of sugar per, per slice, really. Uh, but it's great. So I'm sure you could find it. If you're interested, just Google it. I'm sure you can find it very easily. Um, Where were we here? Okay, so she puts the marshmallows in and she adds another layer of confectioner's sugar on top and um, of the marshmallows and just lets it, she says she lets it sit overnight because it does, she it dries out a little bit. So that's good. And so it's not like, uh, you know, a mess, I guess. I will say I've had homemade marshmallows before and they are great. Like they are far superior than store-bought, but I'm not going to knock a store-bought marshmallow. I love those like little mini ones like that are um, different colors, like that pastel mini marshmallow. Those are cool. I would love that with Fruity Pebbles. That's like, that's going to be, I mean, really, it's just food dye. It's not like they have flavor or anything. But anyway, um, so next is the winter squash soup, which, oh, and I'll guess, I guess I'll get into it, then I'll tell my story. But um, it starts with two tablespoons of butter. Um, some oil and some onions. She sautés that for a little bit. And she tells us that this recipe is actually from a French... It's originated from a French soup called soup au poterin, which is like a big pumpkin. I guess that's what the translation is, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it's like a pumpkin soup, I guess. And then she tells us a story that she heard uh, from Julia Child about how every bride finds out from their mother-in-law that soup au poterin has no in fact, in it at all. But instead, the the bride finds out that it's half butter, butternut squash and half pumpkin, which is what Ina does. I don't know what that story was for, but I guess Ina felt it was important for all of us to know. Um, so she tosses the butternut squash into the pot with the onion and then adds 15 ounces of pumpkin puree. I think she said something about how, like, everyone wants to make, like, homemade pumpkin pie, like, with an actual pumpkin. But, like, it's never really worth it, I guess. Like, I've, I've had them before. I've never made them. I don't have the patience to do it. But she does say, too, and I, I do agree, that a homemade pumpkin pie would be kind of stringy in a way because um, you could just never get the strings out. You know what I mean? Um, and, and ultimately, it does kind of taste the same, so why not use the puree? But I'm sure others would disagree. Um, so anyway, she adds three cups of chicken stock. Homemade is always better, she reminds us. And then some salt and pepper, and she gives it a big stir. And uh, she lets it simmer for 20 minutes to cook. Um, and while that's happening, we are back at Dylan's candy bar with Dylan herself. And she's showing us like a fun sort of like decoupage cookie tin for the chocolate bark that Ina's eventually going to make, the white chocolate bark. And she puts on some like some graphics Halloween stickers. There's like a cute spider sticker that I love. There were like two of them on there. Um, it's cute. Like I, I, I'm so, I'm not confused by this episode. I just feel like none of the things that were made are really, I don't know, Barefoot Contessa brand, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's not fabulous. Like they're, they're fabulous in their own right. Like it's very like bright colors and sort of um, almost like kid centric. You know what I mean? But I guess that's the point. But, like, not really Ina. There's a lot of purple and orange going on on that decoupage box. And it's not not great, but it's just, um, I just felt like it was two conflicting ideas. That's just, you know, my interpretation, I guess. Um, where were we? I lost, my, I lost my place in my notes here. Okay, so next we're back at Ina's. 
and we're making homemade croutons for the soup that is eventually going to go to Dylan and as a sort of like thank you for coming out and helping her you know uh, show her how to uh, decorate gifts for Halloween anyway uh, so she has some white honey bread which looks delicious uh, she puts some butter in a saute pan she cuts the bread up obviously and puts the in, um, you know the bread squares into it and next, Ina is bringing out the big guns, the food mill. That's right. Um, she tells us that, you know, her age old theory to stay away from the food processor because it tastes like baby food. She's like, and no one wants that. So she gets the food mill out. She puts it on the counter and, um, you know, she takes the lid off the soup and ladles it into the food mill. And while she's, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? like food milling? Is that the verb? I don't know. Pureeing, I guess. Uh, she turns off the heat for the croutons and adds some salt and pepper. Um, and lastly, to the soup, she adds a cup of half and half, of course, for richness. Um, it looks great. I do love a good butternut squash soup. I would say, I mean, I've had like a good handful of butternut squash soups in my life. And I feel, I feel like people are going to be really like shocked by this. But one of my favorites, it's not my number one by any means, but one of my favorite butternut squash soups is actually from Panera. And I feel like I feel like I saw a meme one time where it was like Panera is just like uh like glorified hospital food or something like that. And I was like, ugh. I was like, but I like Panera. I know it's not like the best food ever, but I do like their butternut squash soup in a bread bowl. I can't help it. It's good. I would suggest it to uh, anyone who's interested. <laughs> so Anyway, um, Ina is done sort of pureeing the soup. She said she'll let it chill overnight and pack it up for Dylan the next day. Um, so it's, we cut to, you know, the next morning at the garden household, and it's time for white chocolate bark. This looks so good. Again, I love white chocolates, and I feel like the pairings for this, like the toppings are great. So she chops up three quarters of a pound of white chocolate. She has like this big brick of uh, white chocolate. And then she shows us how to temper the chocolate uh, in the microwave in intervals of 30 seconds each. It's basically like she microwaves it for 30 seconds. And while she's doing that, she chops up like the last quarter of the pound of white chocolate. And then she checks it, but it's not quite melted. And then she puts it in for another 30 seconds. And then it's like eventually melted. I don't know how much, how many times she does that. And then she puts in the chalk like the last quarter uh of a pound of chocolate into that so it's just like it's like cooling down the te uh the temperature and like it was like it, it just i'm like it sounds boring when i'm actually i'm like listening to myself say this and it's not really pertinent to the episode but you never know uh you know you raise the temperature and then you kind of bring it back down so it it turns into like a glossy consistency um you know she combines it all together into the bowl and it's finally ready to put uh, or sort of like spread rather the white chocolate onto the parchment paper. She draws a square like a rectangle with a pencil and then flips it over so the pencil doesn't get into the chocolate. I would have like never thought of that. <laughs> and like it's an obvious thing like you don't want lead in your chocolate but like I remember the first time I saw her do that I was like oh yeah that makes like so much sense. But really I don't know if she really needed like parameters for the white chocolate but I guess it's always nice I it would get maybe get too thin who knows um so from there she adds the roasted pistachios that she roasted for eight minutes at 350 degrees 
And then she sprinkles on some dried cranberries and then some dried apricots. The colors are beautiful. It's like quintessential fall color palette. Like it's just really vibrant. And I love all those flavors and colors. Like I just feel like this would be something I would definitely um, be into if I saw this at a party. So we cut back to the store where Dylan is packing up all of the packages, like uh, sort of like the vessels of what she's going to like help Ina pack all these sweet treats in. So there are like bags and ribbons and orange crinkle, etc. And uh, she adds a few more goodies from the store. And then we go back to Ina, Ina's house. She's packing up the croutons, putting the soup in the thermos for Dylan and then she cuts up the white chocolate bark into, she said, about 16 pieces. And then it's time for the marshmallows, which uh, she puts on a stick. I love, like, I don't know, they just look, like, so soft. I just, I, I'm really into these marshmallows. She puts them on, like, a stick so they're, like, a lollipop. And they're really thick, too. And they're individually wrapped. And then she puts that, like, that, like, signature Barefoot Contessa lime green color. Like, that's the color of the ribbon that goes around these little marshmallows. It's really cute. So next, Dylan is finally with Ina. She's arrived. She cuts a piece of Ina's lime green ribbon for like the last, like the finishing touches on the witch's hat. And she puts the marshmallow lollipops into the styrofoam. Um, It looks cute. They're kind of just like stabbed in there. Like the witch's hat is, you know, it's in like the the tallest part of the hat, if that makes sense. Um, And Ina says, I don't know how we're going to top that. So Dylan hands her some ribbon a bag of orange crinkle filling and Ina says, I want to jump in this. (laughs) It was just like, I don't know. I feel like she was just trying to say something, you know, and I, I mean, I would want to jump in orange crinkle too. It does look soft. Um, uh, anyway, so Dylan brings out more, she calls them cello bags as opposed to cellophane bags. It must be like an industry term. Um, and then, Finally, the Halloween box, um, to put the decoupage Halloween box to put the white chocolate inside. So they put the bark, the white chocolate bark into the cello bags and put some ribbon around it. And then Dylan layers some orange crinkle um, into the tin and puts the white chocolate bark inside. <clears throat> and in addition, she adds some chocolate covered, she says, espresso beans. And that is... That's a cardinal sin. I'm sorry. I, I try not to judge people when they say espresso because I'm sure I've said weird things on the podcast that people judge me for. Um, but uh, espresso. It's, it's espresso. I don't know. And I think Ina felt bad because she also said espresso in like solidarity, you know. But I feel like if you're, you know, if you're selling espresso beans, you should know how to say it. Anyway, that's just me being, <laughs> that's just me being a bitch about it. Um, anyway... Um, so where, okay, so I'm just scrolling through my notes. Sorry, I got, I got too worked up about espresso. She puts a lid, she puts the lid on top of it. Like she packs it all in. This is Dylan. And it does look cute. I I think that the color is like the purple and orange of it all. It's not really my color palette, but like when I saw it all put together, I was like, this is cute. There's a lot of whimsy here. Like, I feel like it is very Halloween-y, if that's a word, you know, but again, not really Ina's color palette if that makes sense so um Ina says well you brought a treat for me and I have a treat for you 
And um, honestly, I think Dylan is more excited about the bag than the winter squash soup because she like freaked out over the bag. <laughs> she was like, oh my gosh, she was like the Barefoot Contessa bag. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if it's like a tote bag or something. But it's just like, you know, it's like a, like a Bloomingdale's bag. Is that the one where it's like small bag, medium bag, large bag? Is that, the, is that Bloomingdale's? I think it is, um, which I actually think is really cute. But it was like something like that. It was just like a paper bag. She was like thrilled about it. And um, I don't know. I think that Ina was a little disappointed. Um, so she thanks Ina for the soup. And Ina says, but first, white chocolate winter squat. <laughs> I combined white chocolate winter squash soup in my notes. I meant to say white chocolate bark. Um, that would be disgusting. The white chocolate and the squash soup. Um, so they have like a bit of it just to kind of like taste the dessert. And um, Ina says, can I say it? That's a wrap. And Dylan says, ah. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs> Dylan just like she let it die she was just like I don't know what to say because I'm nervous again I want to have grace with her because I feel like um I feel like it would be pretty nerve-wracking to do this and she maybe she's more of like you know she's used to working behind the scenes and doesn't want to be on camera but um you know not one of my favorite co-hosts I guess if you want to call her that um of the barefoot contessa sphere but she did she did her best i would say um but indeed as ina says um it is a wrap for this episode as well of the good vanilla so thank you again for listening everyone if you want to follow the podcast on social media you can follow it on instagram and twitter at good vanilla pod and you can send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com also i made a group for the good vanilla on facebook very easy to find just search the good vanilla and if you are enjoying the podcast please be sure to subscribe and leave a star rating and review or just tell another barefoot contessa fanatic that also works too and if you want to know where to get more of me you can follow me on twitter and instagram at nick kochanov and you can find me on my other podcast the best supporting podcast every week with colin drucker thanks again for listening everyone stay safe and i'll see you next time